Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 222 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying uh, in the book of Psalms, uh, from Psalms 102 to 150. And today uh, we're going to begin by having a look at a bit of context behind the remainder of these psalms. Although, of course, you know, we've really discussed the context of the psalms from last week's uh, study as well. Uh, well, last week, I say, uh, the week before. Um, so we'll discuss that a little bit and then we'll talk about how the Lord can comfort us in our sufferings and use some of the psalms as uh, examples of that. I want to share the opening section from the Come Follow Me manual because I thought it really nicely explains a bit more detail about the Psalms and about how they would have been used in the time uh, that they were that they were used. Uh, it says, quote, The traditional Jewish name for the book of Psalms is a Hebrew word that means praises. That word, tehillim, is also related to the exclamation hallelujah, meaning praise Jehovah. Uh, if you had to praise one, choose one word to sum up the main message of Psalms, praise would be a good choice. Some of the Psalms contain a direct invitation to praise ye the Lord, and all of them can inspire a feeling of worship and praise. The Psalms invite us to reflect on the Lord's power, on his mercy, and on the great things he has done. We can never repay him for any of this, but we can praise him for it. That praise may take different forms for different people. It may involve singing, praying, or bearing testimony. Um, it often leads to deeper commitment to the Lord and to following his teachings. Whenever praise ye the Lord, whatever praise, praise ye the Lord means in your life, you can find more inspiration to do it as you read and ponder the Psalms. Close quote. Um, I like this because it explains, first of all, a number of different things which explain the purpose behind the Psalms, which I think was quite nice. But also, um, it gives us a way that it applies into our lives as well, that praising the Lord um, is something which we need to do, not because he does he needs it or because, um, you know, he will be dissatisfied unless we praise him for everything he's done, but because we love him, because we are grateful and full of joy for what the Lord has given us. If you remember in the first week of our study of Psalms, that's one of the things we talked about was recognizing and giving thanks and praise to what the Lord has given us. Uh, and this is one of the things that uh, the Psalms can do for us. Uh, in Psalms 102 and 103, we learn about how the Lord can comfort us in our suffering. Uh, we all go through difficult times. There will not be one of us uh, that has uh, crosses to bear. Some of us may have uh, significant crosses to bear. Some of us may have um, crosses earlier on in our lives or later on or in the middle of our lives or through all of our lives. What is uncertain is how those crosses will manifest themselves. But what is the case and what is true for all of us is that all of us will um, suffer at some point in our lives. Um, but what is interesting is that in Psalms 102, uh, we have here an example of how to ask for the Lord's help um, and for his support. 
In verse 2 it says, Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thine ear unto me in the day when I call, answer me speedily. Um, this is an example of how we can ask the Lord to make himself known unto us, um, to make Him his presence clear and his influence um, support and help us through a time of difficulty. It also indicates um, a recognition that the Lord is all-powerful as well in, in here, in this psalm. Uh, for example, in verse 9, sorry, 11 and 12, it says, My days are like, are like a shadow that declineth, and I am withered like grass. But thou, O Lord, shalt endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. Um, this recognition that the Lord is all-powerful and that he can support um, and um, strengthen uh, those who are suffering uh, is an important reminder for us. And in fact, um, the the title or the opening, opening or the heading of this psalm is interesting. You'll notice uh, if you're reading in your King James Version that there is a section in italics, and this appears in, over every chapter in, in the standard, standard work. So those uh, italics are inserted by the First Presidency uh, and the Quorum of the Twelfth, who were, you know, uh, overseeing the publication of this, whichever particular um, edition of the scriptures you're reading, most likely the 2013 ones. Uh, or if you're reading in your gospel library, um, it is, you know, in, in theory, an ongoing uh, publication or edition. But then after you so invert so in Psalm 102 it talks about the psalmist offers a prayer of afflicted, Zion will be built up when the Lord appears in his glory, and so on. But then there's another section, uh, another heading, if you like, before verse one begins in Psalm 102. And this isn't in italics, but this appears in the ori original Hebrew text. Uh, and it says, A prayer of the afflicted when he is overwhelmed and poureth out his complaints before the Lord. So it's almost like a an explanation of what this psalm is for or when it should be used, um, which is quite interesting. And so, you know, the psalms can be there for a reminder of how to praise and worship, but they can also be used uh, in specific times of need as well. Uh, for example, when we are afflicted or overwhelmed, for example. Um, in Psalms 103, we continue with this message of the Lord being supporting and merciful uh, to his people. Um, when we when we go through this one, this Psalm of David, uh, which was written by David himself, um, he talks about the mercy that the Lord has uh, and the great blessings that that brings to him personally and to the people as a whole. We read, uh, for example, in verse 8, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Um, in verse 9, he will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Um, this is a reminder that the Lord is willing to forgive so quickly for us. He is, he, he desires to forgive. Um, that's why he performed the atonement, so that we could be forgiven, um, which is a great uh, love, uh, acts of love that he performed for all of us, that our Heavenly Father's children. Um, and I like this in verse 12, what he says, uh, the psalmist, it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far have you removed from our transgressions from us. So it's like, it's almost like saying, as, as you know, as much 
or just like the sun will always be in the sky, he will always remove our transgressions. Um, this certainty, this um, trust uh, and faith that the Lord will um, forgive and um, resolve our sins with us is a beautiful uh, attitude to have. And it's probably one that we should have more. If we are, um, you know, living the gospel, if we're just trying our best, and when I say living the gospel, I don't mean living a perfect life and making no mistakes, because we all do. But if we have faith that the Saviour can forgive us and has performed the atonement, then we should have this attitude that we will receive forgiveness. Um, that is far easier said than done, of course, um, but uh, it is possible, uh, and it's something which uh, we ought to seek for this this dedication and this trust in the in the knowledge uh, that the Lord will forgive us uh, because He has already paid that price. Um, so this is a, a beautiful uh, reminder and rendition of this in this psalm. Thank you so much for studying with us today. Uh, please join us tomorrow as we conclude about uh, the Lord um, and recognizing His power uh, and His support and and strength in our lives. Uh, and we'll move into learning a bit more about um, how the psalms continue to point us to the Saviour as well. Thank you so much for your time, and until we meet again.